Hey everybody, finally, welcome back to Simply Soccer. I am your host, Michelle Houting, back with my co-host, Christian Conway. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. We have liftoff. I honestly didn't think it would happen this soon in the season. Um, it's not that I didn't think the boycott would work. Um, I just wasn't expecting it so soon. Uh, but yeah, Klein is out and... And the Galaxy have a win. Yeah. Um, that Tuesday was a weird Tuesday, wasn't it? I don't know kind of your your day that day, but I remember waking up and I remember seeing that Douglas Costa news that about the uh, the alimony payments. And I was like, oh, my God. And then you get the news that a couple of the members of, of the front office had been let go in the digital department. And you're thinking, oh, my gosh, like, you know, just another typical day for this club, but also a day where, again, We've had a lot of these days, right, this year where it's like, oh, my gosh, you know, just can it get any worse? Can it get any worse? Can it get any worse? And I remember it was one of my wave friends, one of my siren friends that actually texted me and she said, Klein out. And I was like, I wouldn't have any information on that. I don't know, you know, like, whatever. And then Costigan goes live. And then um, uh, Jeffrey Carlisle goes live. And then all of a sudden, everyone's running with it. And it was it was kind of a surreal moment to to experience that from from start to finish, you know. And I, I just remember at the end of at the end of the night, you know, just kind of slowly getting ready for bed and and kind of you know just just musing in my kitchen, listening to music. And I was just like, oh my god, you know, this is ten years. This is ten years of you know some of the worst seasons in Galaxy history, some of you know the most painful moments in Galaxy history. You know, two thousand seventeen. 2018 i mean 2019 was was kind of the only good beacon moment right i mean you know what happened uh, 2020 of course i i think is is a year that we we can't count just because of the global situation of what we were dealing with but then last year and and and, and the freneticism of the uh that um that came in 2021 against minnesota like you go back and you remember all the pain and suffering that you went through those 10 years and you review it and you're just like that chapter's closed now. And I think as our discussion kind of evolves, I think that's one thing that's going to be really interesting to see moving forward is on June 21st or, or whatever did that game is, um, the the reaction, right? Because, you know, there's been, you know, so much tension in the fan base really since 2017 is when it really ratcheted up. That's going to be a really interesting game on June 21st, simply because there's going to be such a release from so many people. Um, and I know as, as our discussion goes, we'll get into the the X's and O's, the technical stuff, and where we see the galaxy coming from here. But I think, I, I think you know, just to, to kind of preface this, I don't know what your emotion was that day, but I remember ending the day with just, I guess, exhaustion, like weariness, that like finally the battle is over, you know, and now... I couldn't even look forward to the future because it was just like, finally, the battle is over, you know? Yeah, I when I got the news, at first, I wasn't sure that it was real, right? I was like, don't play <laughs> with my emotions because Twitter was popping off. But yeah, when I saw Costigan and then obviously when you said that the yeah, is confirmed, then I yeah, then I felt relief, actually, because I felt that something needed to give and what was giving wasn't um in any way shape or form giving me any kind of hope or spirit 
for the club and I and it felt like a bottomless pit. It's not just the losses. It's not just the same stuff you're hearing from them at press conferences. Um, you just kind of felt like, okay, th- there's still a lot of season to go. Like the Galaxy were like nine points, I think, star um, from being able to be in playoff contention. And you're just like, just watching it all like, like slip away and like, like hang there. And so to get to like a damn broke, so to speak, you know, like just something was finally done. And it, it's been like, I mean, you said it since 2017. I mean, it has been a rough time to be a galaxy fan but we've stuck through we've been loyal you know the the communities come together communities been split apart and now what i'm glad about this is that yes there's movement forward now um and that june 21st home game is gonna be i'm just gonna be so glad to be able to hear i can't tell everybody enough like in 2005 what made me fall in love with this club were the the fans to walk in that stadium and feel that energy. And for that, for that to have not been there, you know, it it really was an impact. It was really hurtful on top of, on top of the team, not playing well, you know, and, you know, do I think that this is okay? Look, (laughs) there's a lot to be said, but the galaxy performance last night against RSL, the win is great. I don't personally think that it has anything to do with Klein out yet. I think it's a little soon. I think it's a little fresh. Um, what I saw from this team was a fight comeback, but they were absolute garbage for 80 minutes. And, you know, this team fought back. The talent finally started to show itself in Boyd, in Pooge, obviously always there, Jalen, right? Like Memo. Oh my God, what a golazo. And so it just feels like, okay, hopefully that this is a turning point, you know, but we can't deny the fact that Galaxy still aren't playing well. And I'm not saying Vanny's out next because I think that there's a lot of, I think change should happen slowly. Um, But I definitely think that there's still a lot of other things that are going on with the team. Uh, But just, you know, having sat through that DC game, the Charlotte game, uh, then to see them, okay, it was the third LAFC team, but to just have that win, you're just like, it just finally you feel like okay, there's there's a chance to climb up. Yeah, and, and I and uh, I I will say you know about that Charlotte game. I was in the building that night, and I I've I have been to the stadium a lot of years. I'm I'm approaching year thirteen of of being in supporters groups and being around it. I've never felt the atmosphere that toxic ever. I mean, it was legitimately, and it wasn't just from Brigade. It wasn't just from, you know, one or two people. It was from everyone in that stadium. The booing that happened at the end of each half, the, it, it was a, you know, when Charlotte scored, you know, just the way the stadium reacted. And it wasn't, it wasn't just, you know, the supporters, it was casual fans reacting in the way they did. Um, and I think, you know, you, you see, how dejected the team looked and, and you look at what happened last night and, you know, I, 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 the the team has come out and said, you know, it's not about the firing. It's not about, you know, all of that, you know, we would have played like this regardless, you know, we would have X, Y, and Z. I think that's media drivel. I think they were lying to a lot of people because I mean, it's gotta be a better locker room right now. Right. Because you know, when you go home, 
you're going to have, you know, 27,000 people in that building that are going to be loud. And it's going to be not an environment. It's going to be a celebratory environment because they, I mean, look, I understand athletes say, and it's the biggest lie they tell you, they don't look at the comments. They don't look at the tweets. They don't look at the Facebook groups. They don't do, they do. Like they just do. We know that it's basic human nature. It's okay. You guys can admit it. I think they saw something in the reaction to that announcement and all of the questions about the future of the LA galaxy are, are incredibly valid. And what's being asked is incredibly important. You know, like, what is this going to look like down the road? Who are they going to appoint? Does this mean Will Koontz takes on much more of a advanced role in the, in the organization? Does this mean, you know, they go out and really try to spur to the cash on maybe a Tim Bezbachenko or a, you know, um, a, a, a Ali Curtis or something like that. All of those are valid questions and all those are important questions. And I agree with you. The Real Salt Lake game was, again, a microcosm of what the Galaxy season has been, which is they create a lot, they use a lot of possession, and nothing ever happens. That being said, I don't think a team, I don't think the team that I saw against Charlotte finds a way into this game. If, if, if Chris Klein is still around and, you know, Real Salt Lake equalizes, it's 1-1, I think we see the team that played against Charlotte. They just fall apart. They just... You know, they, they don't have the fight. They don't have the drive. But there was there was something in the air that night, last night, where they just, it looked different. And and again, I love coming on the show and I love talking about X's and O's. And I love talking about, you know, like, here's this really cool tactical battle I saw that night that really impressed me. Um, or, hey, this is, I can't do that right now because there's one stat that I really love that I think sometimes, you know, we underrate, which is X dog which is they just outdogged them. They wanted it more. And I don't think the Galaxy that played on Saturday night against Charlotte would have ex-dogged this RSL team, you know? And that's the thing is it's like sometimes you go into a game and just another team wants it more. And I think to your point about, you know, they didn't play really well for 80 minutes, but they finally got through the game at some point. There were moments where they were throwing their bodies on the line. I mean, it was desperation stuff. I don't know if we get that, if Chris Klein, the Chris Klein announcement doesn't come down on Tuesday, right? Like, I just don't think we get that, that drive that just, we need to get through this game. We need three points. And maybe it's a turning point for the season, but I do think that what happened on Tuesday had some effect on the team in a positive way in the sense of, okay, you know, and, and, and we have to talk about the timing of the announcement too, because it's Tuesday before a Wednesday night game away from home and it's a bye week so then you have time for all of that emotion to kind of leave the building and i think that was really intentional and i think also the fact that it's a string of away games was very intentional because i could not have imagined what would the building would have been like last night had they played at home um i have a feeling it would have been uh, a rather chaotic atmosphere but i do think this gives them a stretch. They have a tough stretch of games coming up. I don't think there's any question. A knockout game against RSL next week. Salt Lake, or Salt Lake, excuse me. Um, St. Louis away. That's going to be a very tough game. Um, so they, they do have some tough games coming up. But I do think what I saw last night wasn't anything that I could tactically classify as a change. It was more, they looked much more confident. They looked much more up for the fight. And I think that was the most heartening thing I saw last night. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, but I, I hadn't really thought about the timing of it. I, um, didn't put that much thought into that. I was just like, oh, good. Like this finally happened and now we have to, you know, move forward from it and kind of <laughs> heal as you can hear my dog in the background, probably, um, heal from all of this, like you said, the toxicity that was going on. Um, I think, I think in a way I'm still kind of reeling of like, oh, this, this really happened. Like, like it worked, you know, and just kind of seeing everybody's reactions and connecting with everyone, just like really, like literally just, oh my God, I can't wait to see you on June 21st. Like that game's going to be so awesome. Um, it sounds so far away when you look at our schedule, right? Um, but that two, three score line for me, for real Salt Lake, doesn't tell the whole story of what we saw. Um, you know, the lineup was different. I mean, Alvarez started, but then he gets subbed off, which I think is fine. You know, there there were there, but to me, I didn't see anything different in that the galaxy always have chances and they don't put it behind the net. Whatever guy it is, um, you know, the passing hasn't been very accurate. Ricky's always on fire, but nobody's at his level, or like, you know, they try to run the ball up, but then there's nobody there. Uh, Bond definitely has been better. Uh, he's cleaned it up a bit. Uh, you know, um, I mean, definitely he kept us, he kept it, he kept the scoreline from being more than what it was for, for RSL. Yes. The first one is a PK. Um, I definitely saw that, you know, with um, that coming that first one, but then all of RSL's goals, you can see we're, we're always going to make it behind the net. Right. So both of those goals, we're going to make it, it, it could have been more. You know, on like the Galaxy are not, still not good on set pieces for whatever reason. We're still not marking guys on corners and free kicks, and these are where the goals are are coming against us. Um, so that's that's what I mean by that. You know, these guys still seem um, almost like an inexperienced team. Like like I go back to that Open Cup match, which I'm super proud of the Galaxy for. I'm all for them. Uh, going for open cup. I think that this is a way to, you know, start getting that silverware again that, that the galaxy are known for. It's obviously a gateway to uh champions league. So it's like, there's, you know, there's a lot of reasons to, to win the open cup. And I know a lot of people don't see it as, you know, the thing to be focusing on. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, you also, know? but also with the open cup, I mean, for all the, the, the detractors of like oh yeah they beat an lafc academy team and yada 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 lafc's academy team ran the galaxy off the field in that first 45 minutes like let's not kid ourselves here um and the other thing about it too is we've said this multiple times when we do world cup episodes when we do tournament episodes tournament soccer is a pass fail experience you as a teacher should know that more than anyone else did it look pretty and you know did they kind of hang their way through it of course did they pass Sweet. All right. I don't care how they got there. They got there. You know, we're playing in a quarterfinal. LAFC is not, you know, like that's not my problem in terms of how we got there. All that matters to me is we got there. Um, yeah, I agree that there was still the structural problems that exist uh, in this system right now. Uh, transition defense, set piece defense. You know, they did concede far too many shots for my own liking. You know, 20 shots, eight on goal. Um that's generally things you you don't want, you know, bond making six saves. 
those are numbers that I don't like, but I do like the uh, the passing accuracy numbers and I do like the total passing numbers. I mean, 400 or 452 passes means they're moving the ball pretty consistently. They're just not getting into high leverage areas. Um, but what I would say is the underlying numbers like this team. I mean, it, the underlying numbers, I'd, I'd have to go back and readjust. But before this game, you know, I saw a stat line that was, uh expected points for the galaxy i think was something like 19 and they were at nine you know like expected goals was something like 27 and they were at seven you know like sometimes and and there's two ways to interpret those kind of stats if you're underperforming them one is the team is just bad which i don't believe at all two is you're just really unlucky which i think is more of the case here i mean we saw it in charlotte uh, against the charlotte uh or in the charlotte game excuse me where they were creating chances they were moving the ball well you know, Chicharito probably should have had two goals in that game. And they just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net to save their lives. This is a little bit more what I was expecting, what I saw against RSL, which is that they were going to actually start capitalizing on some chance creation. They need to do a little bit better job of that. I, I think you and I have both come to that conclusion. But I think you, you can you can underperform numbers for so long as it like if they were a team that was going out and putting out, you know games where they would maybe get like 30% possession, you know, one shot on target, whatever. I'd say, yep, nope, they're actually performing to numbers, expected points and expected goals is actually overinflating what this team is possible, uh, what this team is capable of doing. I would agree with you there. But four shots on target, you know, three goals, 1.6 expected, uh, expected goal total that night, you know, 10 shots, four on target. So they're creating chances. And so that's when I start to think, okay, the underperformance of expected points and expected goals isn't necessarily about this team being apathetic. We cannot discount what was going on in the first however many games of the season with the boycotts, with all the social media, with all the tension that was present. And I can tell you, you know, when we started to return to the stadium, there was tension felt. I mean, you could feel it in the air, like the air would be thick with it. Players feel that. And players respond to that. Players respond to the energy that's in the stadium. So we can't discount that as being something that probably hurt the team a little bit. I think as we get into the later part of the season, now the question then becomes, how good do they have to be over the next, you know, however many games, 20, 25 games, in order to make this thing look good and to right this wrong? That is going to be the question here. And I mean, they're going to have to start collecting points at like, a 2.2 per point per game clip as far as I'm concerned, because they're going to need to start winning some games, but we can't discount the fact that the mentality has to be different in there, right? Like they have to have seen all of like what the galaxy went through this year, at least through the first 10, 11 games of the year, because we're, we're 35, 40% of the way into the season. No other club in MLS history has gone through. Like that's what we have to remind ourselves is no other team in MLS history, outside of maybe like Tampa Bay when it was really bad and they they were about to fold the next year and we all knew it, has gone through what the Galaxy went through at the beginning of this year. And that affects the players, that affects the front office, that affects the coaching staff, that affects everyone around the club. When you have a malaise like what was going on, it does affect everyone. Now, because I know people read comments, I know people listen to the pods, I know people do all of that, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit more like, okay, what does the future hold? Rather than, God, you know, 
another week of this, God, another week of this, God, another week of this, you know? And that's what I think is going to be really interesting to see um, over the next couple of weeks. I think they have a winnable game next Wednesday in that quarterfinal. And I agree with you that I think the Open Cup, if they can push that and win that tournament, it would be a really big deal. I don't know how that's going to look. Um, their path to the final is a little more convoluted than I think some people have said it is. But I think they can do it. Um, and we're praying for the Pittsburgh Riverhounds to make it to the final because I want to play them because I really like their name. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just think you can't discount what happened on Tuesday as changing the atmosphere around this team. And I think that's where I'm kind of, I'm I'm almost willing to, pretend that the first part of the season didn't happen just because it, I mean, it's such a different environment than what it was, you know, from Tuesday onward. Definitely. I think um, it's definitely more nuanced uh, when you're looking back on, even when we're talking about 2017, 2020, like absolutely there's, there's a lot going on just within those seasons. So fast forward to now, um, I, I definitely think, that June 21st game, without a doubt, having all the fans home, having that energy, having that stadium full again, um, having that negativity gone, I really do think it is going to affect the players. 100, 110%, if you are doing your predictions for balls and beers, yeah, double down on the home game, right? I, I think mean, that that's the win. Imagine you know? imagine if they go out in that game on the June 21st and score within the first five minutes. Imagine what the place is going to sound like. I mean, it's going to be bonkers. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Like, I, I have no doubt that you're right, that this, this definitely has an impact. Now, Galaxy playing away, period, anywhere, is going to be, is always a challenge, right? Like, statistically and everything and in our history of it. Um, earning a point, uh, earning a point let alone three points away uh on the road it, yeah hands down an amazing feat you're right sloppy ugly stupid however we score we score and we get those three points you're right i'm not gonna i'm gonna do the thing be a goldfish and just you know forget all the the bad stuff right and at the same time um you know i, I do agree that the Galaxy have just been unlucky. I never thought that this team lacked talent. In fact, that's what made it so frustrating is that we're not a bad team. Vanny's not a bad coach. So what the hell is going on? This is, this is what you can't wrap your mind around. You're like, why am I looking at this team without any form? Why aren't these guys gelling? What is it that is it? Is it the locker room? Is it Vanny? Is it like, what is it that's going on? Um, Definitely that fight in them came back. While while they were in RSL that we hadn't seen, um, Tyler Boyd scores those goals. Like to me, the, you know that's what we've seen from him so far. You know, in the few games that we've had, right? Like you said, it's only like forty five percent of the season um, that's been played. You know, Galaxy are leading once again the way with with the boycott. With like you said, this is unprecedented, and and this is a club that's once again showing showing how it's done. Um, you know, with with a a league like MLS, I mean, this is what we love it for. You know, we're not mathematically eliminated. There's not just hope. There's real chance. And you know, looking at the other teams, okay, the West is always wild. LAC has dropped a third place. Uh, you know, Seattle Sounders are in first, and then you have St. Louis in second. So, looking at 
that RSL match that we just had, since we beat them, I don't care if it was last minute. I don't care that it was fugly. We won them. So I do think that we can go ahead and win again for Open Cup. And then looking at the regular season matches, right? Because I'm not concerned so much the Galaxy can't handle, you know, the amount of games. Because that's another thing. People are always worried like, oh, well, if we're going to be focusing on Open Cup, then are we going to have the legs and the, you know, rotation to be able to do the regular season? That's what we really need to focus on. And I think we, I think the Galaxy can do it all. These are young guys. They, you, they've they got the hunger for it. Let's push them. Let's do it. You know, um, let's not coddle them. And then going against St. Louis. St. Louis is a tough team. They've also been a very lucky team. When you look at the goals that that they've scored, right? It's almost been handed to them like these on the platter. They're almost like clones of each other. And so, you know, I'm not going to discount that St. Louis is going to be difficult away. It's going to be incredible. Um, I mean, it it is a tough place to play, but I think if you look mm -hmm. at the underlying numbers, I mean, 25 points, but four losses. I mean, at 1.92 points per game, I just don't see that as being sustainable for an expansion side. And I understand expansion Mm -hmm. sides are way different than they used to be. But I mean, you know, they're they're get outable at home. They are a team that, as you said, has been incredibly lucky. And the thing about it is in a 32 game season, luck does run out, you know, like it, yeah. that does happen. And I and I do think I, I think if they if they beat Salt Lake in the quarterfinal, that's gonna be a huge boost to this team because I think it's going to convince them that, hey, you know, we can actually be competitors. We actually, you know. Can, can be in this and also keep in mind i mean they're on 12 points houston's only on 18 that's two games that you just have to make up like it, it is doable like i mean you're looking at some of the points per game in the top of the table the only team that actually like i mean is reliably performing points per game is lafc that's it you know so you know they get a little bit ahead of steam going here and 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 all of a sudden the the challenge is in and remember like 60 percent of the teams in this league make the playoffs so I do think this season is more than salvageable. Um, remember, there was that Seattle year where they were bottom of the table. They fired Siggy Schmidt. They then hired Brian Spencer and win MLS Cup that year. Like, I mean, teams that make these kind of bold maneuvers in MLS do have a pretty good track record of being successful. So I think... Yeah, but but with them too, they also had Schmetzer. And look at look at what a wonderful coach he's been. So that, that also is something. Not to like knock Vanny, but I'm just saying. Uh, no, I think you were knocking Vanny there, but... <laughs> Uh, I mean, great bear halters on the market. So uh, we could, we could maybe make a change there. Um, I, I do think that this is, this is infinitely fixable, um, especially now that that little, you know, like, like the, the cloud of what the, the client tenure was, is gone. How they kick on from there. I think the Salt Lake game, if they get a draw and this is not me saying this, I said, well, if I think they get a draw would be a good thing. But I said that at the beginning of the season, which was just like, this resigned sense of like, well, draws better than a loss, but I'm saying it now. It's like, well, if they can go to Perina Park, which by the way is my new favorite stadium in MLS because you're allowed to bring your dog there and they have like dog specific viewing areas for like supporters who want to bring their dogs. So, I mean, it's awesome. Um, so if you're going to, uh, to uh, St. Louis way, go pet a dog for me, please. Um, I think if they go there, they get, a, they get, you know, a draw, a credible draw then they come home, they play an SKC team that is there for the taking. I mean, you've watched SKC. They are, it's bad over there, guys. 
it is but now they're winning what the actual heck well they want they apparently graham zussi uh decided that he's no longer 35 and he's actually 26 um but I, I do think they can get Kansas City. And also, Kansas City's road record is dire. I mean, one, five, and three. Like, So they will be the favorites in that game. Um, and I would pound the over in that one, especially if they score early. Um, but I, I do think this is solvable. This is salvageable. This is something where you can, you can start to see where if the mentality in the front office has changed and it's gotten better and the new hires are starting to really make this place hum, I mean, there's a there's a, there's a launch pad here, right? Like there is a place for us to get going from. And, you know, even if they lose in that quarterfinal against Real Salt Lake, which is is a real possibility, as you said, you know, we're now in a round where MLS clubs start to say, yeah, actually, you know, we should probably start playing our starters, you know. Um, it's still like there are launch pad moments here that I'm pointing at where I'm like, okay, well, maybe, you know, with the fan base being re-energized, which, I mean, you saw it on that Tuesday. I've never seen a fan base of any sport react the way the Galaxy fan base did to that news. I mean, it was pure euphoria. Um, I think maybe there's something here. And, I, and I've said it because I was listening to old episodes while we were getting ready for this. I said it that I think there's something here. It was just missing a spark. And I think we might have our spark. Yeah, you said it. I mean... That 4th of July game is what where my head went next, like just the projection of that. Uh, I mean, right, we were not looking forward to it before, right? We were like this bottom sinking feeling of like, oh, no, we're losing to the, the team up the road again. But like now I feel like no, this team is going to have a real chance. Fans are going to be there. Like, like this is a major comeback for this club. And um, don't and don't forget how yeah. spicy the two traffickers this year have been already. Like it's going to be Yeah, even with the garbage. I was gonna say it's gonna be a cauldron that day. And I'm terrified, but excited to be a part of it. Yeah, uh, I mean definitely I, I think that the galaxy have to keep winning games, obviously, not just for the numbers, but just you know for us fans to just continue to keep this this energy up to keep our momentum going um you know i know the galaxy want it now you know you can really see it so um yeah i'm i'm relieved i'm grateful and yeah i'm filled with hope yeah i i think and 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 again you know i know there's been a lot of kind of uh divisive comments and and whatnot on the twitter machine as there always is um but, you know, every supporter that contributed in any way to getting Klein out of the club, pat yourself on the back, you know, have a beer or a glass of champagne or whatever, you've earned it. Like, I mean, and it, it, however you participated in the Klein out movement, I mean, this is unprecedented in North American sports and really MLS. And you're seeing it because other clubs are starting to, I remember I was getting messages from other clubs that were just like, how do we do what you guys did? You know, and that's like, that's really moving and meaningful. Um, and you know, yeah, this is, this is a big moment in, in, in MLS and in North American soccer in general. Um, and I'm, I mean, I'm always nervous about the future. It's the anxiety disorder in me, but I think we, we can hold our heads up high and be proud, you know, 
every every member of a supporters group or every member of every supporter of the galaxy can be proud that you know we got to this moment have we ever maintained the optimism here on this pod and yeah i can't thank the fans enough and thank our listeners so yeah we keep doing this for you you i mean it, it gave us what we needed to be able to come back after a month of not recording. So sorry for leaving y'all hanging, but yeah, you ne- know, ne- life was getting in the way there too. But yeah, next time we're not going to wait a month for an episode. Yes, we promise. So thanks and keep it right here. Stay tuned. I'll talk to you soon.